Welcome to another episode of This Catholic Life. Conversations about life's ups and downs, big and small, how we deal with every situation imaginable, whatever life throws at us, but still manage to be sensible, practical, and joyful. Today's show is Catholic Tradies, a conversation about being a Catholic and a tradesman, and why there seem to be a few less tradesmen in the church these days. I'm your host, Peter Holmes, and today I'm joined by two guests, although it seems a bit of a stretch to call you guests because I've hung out with these guys enough over the years. Um, we usually hang around in um, Marvel movies and, and having steak and beer or vegetarian pizza in some cases. Oh, uh, it's always on a Friday. <laughs> Speaking of which, on my left is Jeremy Noons, who's a carpenter, husband and father of a growing army. Hello, Jeremy. Hi, hi. <laughs> and on my right is Trent Prasser, also a carpenter, former teacher, now um, chippy and husband and father. Welcome, Trent. Thanks, Peter. Good to have you guys on. Before we get started, just a reminder to the listener that if you like the show, you should subscribe on your podcast app and that way you won't miss an episode. So, Catholic tradies, what do we mean by a tradie? So maybe I'll throw to my left here. Jeremy, what's a tradie? Well, a tradie is just what it says. It's a tradesman. A tradesman. But what does that mean? Someone who's done a trade. Who's plying their trade, right? Has done or is doing? Oh, yeah, you could be an apprentice. Okay. If you're an apprentice, you're called a tradie, right, Trent? Yeah. Yeah. So an apprentice is in, they're already in. You're learning, Kinda. you're, you're, in, learning, you're learning, learning the trade, the trade. Yeah. yeah. You, you generally go on a TAFE or you've done a TAFE, you've done your trade. Right. You've done your time on site and uh, you've got a ticket behind you. Right. So yeah, to be a tradesman, you've either got to be an apprentice or have a, a qualification of some sort. Right. So you're basically an accredited person in that area. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. And is there a kind of a, like a, a mutual respect for other tradies or is it just in your little trade or <laughs> they're this, already this, this is a hand grenade That's this a, one. yeah who's listening to this this is a hand grenade are the sparkies and the plumbers listening <laughs> oh so there's a bit of rivalry in there oh there's definitely rivalry you could call it rivalry yeah. yeah and especially between carpenters and cabinet makers right you'd have some stories yeah right so spin this out so what's the difference between carpenter and a cabinet maker oh carpenters I guess are more in line with building right cabinet makers and joiners are more Cabinet makers, like the, a lot of the, doing the finer, the, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, see, cool. Trent's, Trent's missing the point. <laughs> I was trying to be polite. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. There's no, mate, there's no, you know how it is. There's no politeness yeah, on site. Go on. So a cabinet maker would describe a carpenter's work to the nearest 50 millimetres. Right. So 50 millimetres is five centimetres. So they say that our work is within five centimetres and their work is within one millimetre. Right. So they say when they, when they cut things in, it's cut in very finely with chisels and saws and know-how. Mm -hmm. And when we cut things in, we just cut it in with a chainsaw. Chainsaws are fun, but... Yeah, of course. <laughs> to chop down trees. I don't and know how do many houses would work stuff. if you were five centimetres out. Yeah. So this is, this is part of the, the banter. Rivalry, okay, yeah. Banter and rivalry, it's all about banter. All right, so let's say you've got people who are, who are in this sort of friendly banter, let's call it, between a joiner and a, and a carpenter. What about a, a sparky, like a, an electrician? Is that friendly banter or is it? I'd call it animosity rather than banter. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they cut holes where they want. And leave their mess lying around And then the someone has to come and We have to come around and clean it, it up and yeah. touch it. Yeah. Especially right. if they do it in the skirting or an architrave. Yep. Right. Well, even with that, even with that, <laughs> now that you've, maybe I should have got an electrician on as well. But even with that, is there a kind of a mutual respect for that when you're all dealing with an architect? Whoa. <laughs> Now That's we a hand to, we have to be careful That's a real hand grenade. because the hand grenade is that Peter's wife is a qualified architect. She, she studied architecture. She studied, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
See, her father was a builder, by the way. Right. And yes. <laughs> she got all of the all of the builder versus architect stuff as she was going through uni, which is possibly why she never worked as an architect. Yeah. She ended up being a, pr- a project manager, which probably doesn't endear her any more to you guys. No, I'd I'd definitely rate project managers definitely above architects. Right. Engineers. Yeah. Uh, Engineers are sort of, yeah, down with the architects, unfortunately. <laughs> like, I think you're an engineer, aren't you, Pete? Uh, no, I did a year of engineering. That, once that again, makes, I never... makes you an engineer, <laughs> right? <laughs> Look, it's it's just that we're the ones that have to do the job. Right. And I get that they're the ones that have to design it. Right. It's a bit like salesmen. I've worked for a lot of large companies and we rely heavily on salesmen. Right. And salesmen are out there selling the job, but when they're selling things that we can't actually do. Right. And then we turn up on site and the client will say, oh, that lovely salesman, he said you'll do this and you'll do that. I can't do that. Right. It's not even physically possible. Yeah, (laughs) what planet is that guy on? So, yeah, the architects and the engineers, they just, for want of a better term, they just draw a line on a bit of paper and say, yeah, you can build that. What is it? Right. There's definitely leadership and guidelines, I suppose, that we take from architects and engineers because they'll tell us what we can do and what we can't do. Generally speaking, how do the tradies feel about people outside the trade completely? Not necessarily the people who've gone to uni and are interacting with you, but you're just dealing with other people who do other weird stuff. Come on, Trent. Thanks, mate. Thanks. <laughs> He's it over. <laughs> well, this is a good one for you because you're partly, you know, you're a, you're a, you've been to university. So the only time traders go to university is when they have to fix something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm an engineer for doing one year of engineering, you, you've done three for at least for a school teacher, four. I did. Um, yeah, I found it. It was interesting moving over to the trade. It was interesting the other tradies' perspective or approach. Right. Yeah. It did feel – so obviously I did my trade as a mature age. Um mm. One of the other guys that I've worked quite closely with in our company also did his trade mature age, but right. he – was working on boats and right. doing a whole lot of different stuff. Yeah, it was it was interesting coming in. I think coming from an academic background, there was definitely a bit of a stigma of this guy's an academic. He doesn't okay. really quite fit in here. Right. It was just not fit in nicely, or were they they just you were a weirdo, or I don't know. I come across a couple of different things. I don't know. There's a bit of I wouldn't say there's animosity. No, not animosity. There just seems to be a bit of a distance. Right. It seems yeah. like. Uh, for lack of a better word, a bit of condescension, but not... Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So these guys who sit in ivory towers and do their book learn and don't really know how to actually do anything. Yeah, and like Trent was saying, sort of condescension, but it's almost like a reverse condescension because the tradies will say things like, oh, look at that bloke up there. He thinks he's so good looking down on us. But I suppose it's just that tradies don't understand. Well, tradie that hasn't been to university thinks that university is just this different world, I suppose, that right. where you've got to sit down at like a computer or a desk and study. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? It's sort of a few words that go together that don't go together in a tradies world. Right. Sitting down at a desk these days means paperwork. Right. Or invoicing. Yeah. Or, mm. or tax work or, or super. Which or is not like. for anyone's idea of fun. Really. No, not at all. No. no. The Catholic Church used to be a church that was mostly for the workers. Like mm-hmm. the, the majority of Catholics would have been the, the grassroots people who were doing the hard yards. And we never used to have trouble finding tradies in the Catholic Church. You know, mm. They'd be the ones building the place because they'd be getting mucking in and getting getting it done. It seems like we don't have as many of them in the church anymore. Mm. 
Is that a fair comment? That what, what would you say from the peers and the people you work with? Are there, are there many Christians or Catholics in there? Oh, I mean, I know Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know, one. I know Trent. <laughs> there <we go. laughs> it still only counts as... <laughs> I, would, I would say in my life of being a tradie, and it's probably sort of 25 years, I could count on both hands how many tradie, how many Catholic tradies I know, and I'd still have fingers left over heaps. Right, yeah. I could do yeah. the same. Right. Yeah, there's, it's just... There's not a few. And what about Christians in general? Same deal? Couple no, there's more, a few I'd more say. Christians. Yeah. Okay. But when I say Catholics, I don't include Maronites. Okay. I don't include Maronites in that. Not not in a disregard to Maronites. I mean just not Maronites. Simply you go out to a building site out in Greenacre, Lakemba, Bankstown, and it's pretty much split 50-50 down the guts where half of them are Maronites and the other half are not. And you can, you can see it and... You definitely gravitate towards the Maronite side, and right, you just see much more um, friendly banter with the Maronites. So that there, that's a particular cultural group, though, where the right. entire culture is tied up in this. I mean, there's a lot of building and, and right. other, yeah. other kinds yeah. of people in that in that range, and they tend to have the co- the Catholic culture goes with that culture, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. It's, uh, one of the reasons I ask is that um, when someone in our marriage prep area mentioned that they hadn't had any tradies go through the Sydney Archdiocese in about five years. It strikes me is that it seems like it's almost a reversal where uh, the trades used to be like the, the, not everyone was Catholic, but Catholics were quite strongly represented there mm. and it, was, it wasn't unusual. But what, what it sounds like you're saying is it's not, it's, you'd be a rarity in the, in the tradie world. I, I'd certainly say that there's parents out there who are discouraging their children from becoming tradies. Okay, why would that be? Based on the um, their own experiences of a tradie, okay, their experiences of a building site, construction sites, okay, yeah, pornography is rife in the building industry, okay, construction yep. industry. Um, and is your impression that that's more so than other workplaces? Well, I'm not involved in other workplaces, but I know it's certainly rife in ours. And, okay, and I speak to people about it, and it doesn't seem to be. Look, these days everything is obviously everywhere because of the iPhones, right. When I was an apprentice, the general construction sites, you'd go to the toilet and there'd be pictures everywhere. Some of them would be hand-drawn. Some of them would be pictures out of magazines. Right. You go to the lunchroom and the lunchroom was just, yeah, it, it was just distractions everywhere. There was just right. magazines on every table. Every You'd go to, the, you'd go to a site box or a, or a shed mm. and you'd open up the door and there'd be, you know, centrefolds everywhere. Mm. And it was a real, a real struggle. So this is from a Catholic perspective, where we, where you don't need that kind of temptation no. and, and, and distraction from, from treating people as the dignified and beautiful people they should be. Absolutely. But um, you've that's you're talking about what you're going through the trade school. What about more recently, Trent? Do you say it's still the case? I haven't found it so much. Not to the extent that Jeremy has. I work with a just a very small company. Okay. Um, yep which I think a lot of stuff tends to be more transparent because we're in people's homes. Mm-hmm. The right. owners are always on site. So I think it's they're Yeah, it's not so more aware. You don't have yeah. those private spaces you're talking about, like Absolutely. the lunchrooms and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. It's still still definitely quite prevalent. Even. Used, it used to be in the bank. When I was in the early 90s in the, in the banking industry, almost every male toilet block, you'd go inside the blo- and there'd be posters of everything mm. all over the place, wherever there was a space that was just the males. Think was, of... Die Hard. Everybody remembers Die Hard. Yes. You know, when he's running up and down through the lift shafts right on the top of the building and every time he goes past that 
poster, he sort of pats it. He says, "If girls, girls, you know, give me some core, give me a core, we'll have some laughs." You know, and it's <laughs> that that image is sort of him just walking down the corridor and seeing mm. centerfolds. Yep, is something that I remember in the building industry from as long as I can remember. It used to be that. Now, I'm only looking from outside here, but it used to be that friends who were girls and, uh, you know, people, my peers, used to constantly get heckled and, and mm-hmm. vulgar things called out from building sites. I haven't seen that a lot in the last 10 years. Um, yeah, would you say so that's changed a little bit? He probably is too young to know the change, but... Oh, I was going to say, you obviously haven't walked past many building sites. Yeah. Look, in some build, there are differences in building sites. Some building sites are managed quite well mm-hmm. and some building sites are not. So some building sites will really pick up the, they'll pick up the sort of respect right. of a person very much so and they'll tell you that you can't swear on site, you can't do this, you can't do that. There's no calling out, no fighting. They'll even go so far as to say no drugs on site right, and no alcohol. But yeah, certainly in my early days, back in the 90s, yeah, you, you, didn't, walk, you didn't walk past a building site. Right. It was just... It was just a no-go zone. I got heckled when I walked by the building site, let alone a pretty girl. Like, and I had a beard. I mean, <laughs> they weren't saying the same things to me, but they were heckling me. Mm, yep. Yeah. Look, certainly pornography is one thing. There is the conversations is also another thing, but the drugs on site. Right. Even even so far as handing out condoms, like everything was going out of fashion. Right. Condoms are a big thing on on, on construction sites. Right. The union reps had come on site. And, oh, you got to be safe. You got to <laughs> yeah, take all the condoms you need. And obviously, things so, have changed. This is sort of. I thought the safety was hard. Uh, uh, high goggles <laughs> and something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. PPE. Yes. Yeah. No. It, look, it, admittedly, things have changed, and I, because things were so bad, I did when there was an opportunity to sort of run my own business, start my own mm. company, so to speak. I took the opportunity, and it it was a struggle for you know the own the whole owning a business type of thing and generating certain income but the beauty of it was that you're in charge of the building site right so you're in people's homes and you're subject to their to their rules in their home sure but on the building site itself and by that i mean wherever it was that we were doing the work that's our site that's our rules and Mm -hmm. because i had a little bit of clout and there were certain things that i didn't allow it was easier to say, well, here, there's none of this, none of this, none of this. Admittedly, you'd still see blokes in the corner with their phone, you know, looking at the, you know. Yeah. But fine, keep it small, keep it to yourself. It's your own time when yep. they're down at lunch, for yep. instance. And that was a big thing. Is that thing. respected? Like, when if you're in a situation where you have a particular stand on things like this, do, do you think your peers respect you in that? I don't know if respect's the right word. They tolerate it? So, uh, yeah, maybe tolerate it. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know whether I guess if I would say accepted, maybe accepted. Okay. But yeah, I think there's a, even when you were talking about, you know, the, the rules in different people's houses and stuff, it's again, like they'll tolerate, I think those rules are tolerated mm. or accepted that they're rules, but that's begrudgingly the, so. I yeah, don't think they're really that's respected. that's the deal for the job. Kind of. Yeah. Because yeah. mm. I know that when in the bank, they had to present a much more respectful image, right? But as soon as you got outside of the customer's view, it was possibly one of the least respectable places I've ever worked. Mm. Now, that could be just a reflection of those particular branches that I worked in. I don't want to paint mm. every bank worker that way. But for me, that was a, quite a shocking experience to see how, how low they could go and how quickly. And what, what I noticed about that is as soon as I presented a Christian viewpoint, that made me a target. Target, and, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I didn't want to cut in. But yeah, I'd say target is a big thing. 
even with the current company I'm with, you'll have guys and I'll sort of think it's a joke. They'll sort of pull up an image on their phone and say, hey, Noonsie, check this out. And, mm. you know, it's as much as I can, you know, avoid it. And that these, look, these days I've got quite a few, there's quite a few good guys in the company and they'll sort of back me up and they'll just say, look, he's different. Who cares? Like, just lay off. He's, he's asked you a thousand times not to, not to show yeah. him not to do it, you know, back off sort of thing. So it's sort of, you're sort of good mates will sort of fight the battle for you in a way, even right. though they've got a completely different. So there is, the word there is they respect that even though if they might not agree with you, they respect that that's your stand, you're consistent some, in it. Some do. In yeah. other instances, you're a target to some people. Okay. And it's not, I couldn't even put a percentage on it because there's been some companies yeah. where it's like 90% you're a target and yeah. other companies where only 10% you're a target or just one bloke. Mm. Just one bloke. <laughs> in terms of um let's look let's look for some positive things give us some anecdotes some stories of times when it's been interesting that people have realized something about the catholic faith or they've come across it for the first time and you're like you've said something and they've gone what oh catholic wow i was uh, driving our young bloke our apprentice somewhere it was not long after palm sunday so i had this palm leaf and so I've got rosary beads hanging on the <laughs> off the mirror palm leaf on the dash and he just what you got a dead plan in here for mate mm -hmm. so it was actually a, an interesting way to kind of open that conversation up right talk to him about it yeah nice and how, how did he respond to that yeah fairly well again like different very small company and so I think there's more of an acceptance there the guys that I the experience I've had limited experience that I've had I found that they're open to it right and more accepting um, I feel like it's more of a, while the, there's obviously still the crudeness and the, mm. yeah, that's all still very prevalent, but there's almost an, uh, maybe even an apathy towards the fact that I'm different and I'm Catholic. Okay. Um, in a sense that, oh, okay, that's him, whatever, um, rather than an outright animosity. Right. Which yeah. is, yeah, so I don't know whether you've got that to talk about later, but. Oh, anytime you like. Differences between uh, the industries. I've, in my experience, anyway, um, I've found that, yeah, there's more of a an openness with the tradies. Right. So they're much... With regards to Catholicism. You can be a bit more raw about it. And, yeah. Okay. Obviously, definitely not for them and, you know, they disagree with it and Is that more whatnot, because they're more comfortable to disagree with you than perhaps in, say, in a, another profession? Sorry, how do you mean? Let's say if you're, you're a teacher, you, was, you, you seem to be comparing uh, that tradies are much more comfortable hearing something they might not agree with but they're happy to hear it as part of your story uh, is that and you seem to be comparing that to the teaching i was uh, corporate before teaching as well so both yeah, okay both so teaching corporate or teaching corporate, yeah. that in those circumstances they're not quite as comfortable with someone who disagrees yeah i gotta cut in uh, here yeah, go for it's it. because there's no girls on site <laughs> <laughs> all right. you're gonna edit that all one out right. no no we can't edit that that's the most fun we've had all day <laughs> so is it I don't, I don't look the building industry is very much a dinosaur industry right it is just a blokey bloke 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 industry yeah and because of that you do get the crudeness that you may i see i don't know again i don't know about other industries right you get the crudeness that comes with just basically the blokes down at the pub yeah but at the same time you can there's share with them like your experience like i'll say grace before i eat something yeah. and we'll go and to the no shops issue. like and it's and even for some catholics that's strange like yeah. we'll go to the subway and i'll sit down and i'll quickly make the sign of the cross and you know <laughs> you get you get you sideways get looks, looks. Yeah, yeah 
But yeah, more looks you get from people that you don't work with than from the people that you do work with. Right. Yeah. Now, again, you're going to put a big target on your back saying because there's no girls on site. But I don't know what it is about that, but I'd say it's mm. just that that is the coincidence that the fact that the building industry is just such a dinosaurs and basically it's like pubs, it's footy. To your point, it's not leftist or progressive, which a lot of the other industries no, no, have no, no. become. And so there's not this antagonism towards tradition or Catholicism or anything which you find in other industries, but it's just a bunch of blokes who are, relatively speaking, quite conservative in a lot of their views mm -hmm. outside of the church, but they still seem to be quite conservative. Is it because, and this is just me throwing in from completely outside, is it because in building you're there to stick this board here and do this and everyone can do that, whatever their beliefs are about other things, right? And if they, you looked at me a bit cynically then when I said everyone could do it because you're remembering that apprentice. But <laughs> I'm just saying in terms of like, you know, there's a particular job and there's, everyone's doing the same job and you can say they all come from different backgrounds. We're cool with that. Whereas in the, it's what I found in the corporate sector, not just in the bank, but in other things, they tended to take a statement of belief as a personal challenge or an insult. Like you're saying, I'm not as good as you. Um, I have, you know, you're saying you're better than me or that my work here has to be governed by your principles kind of thing. You tend to find less snowflakes in the trading industry. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, I didn't mean that, <laughs> but I'm glad you said it. Um, what do you mean by snowflakes in that? There's <laughs> a dad. You all, everyone's looking at me. Like, <laughs> Is that a, one of the there's a dad. PC can't say that word. <laughs> no, I love I'm it. a tradie. I'm where gonna, we, gonna where go we right go there. to mass in our community, there's a dad and he'll like, if someone is upset, like when I say someone, if one of his kids is upset, he'll just, you know, sort of bark out. He'll sort of look at me with a sideways look and he'll say, Noonzy, Spartans, not snowflakes. <laughs> Spartans, not snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So I don't, I'd have to do that in our house because my wife does it for me. She just goes, yeah, what? <laughs> when the kids yep. come in and just yep. crying. Yep. What? Really? Are you yeah. bleeding? Yep. Go on. That's right. Yep. Anyway, uh, I guess I meant that. And uh, now I'm realising the stupidity of what my question because I know, Nunzi, you've already shared with me situations where honesty was an issue in, in the workplace and that became a, a little bit of tension between you and other work. Mm. So. Yeah. I'm struggling to remember what it is that <laughs> we were discussing. It's probably better if we don't go into specific details, but there was the case of where your salesman, your people were saying, yeah, right. I'll be there at this time. And we all... Most people, it's almost a byword about tradies that they say we'll get it done by this time, and they almost never turn up. And um, and you, you as a as a Catholic, were trying to be honest with the client. And what you were talking about before about turning up, that's that one there is more common when you're working for a company that's got like a sales team selling you, um, and will turn up, and the client will say, "Oh, how are your children? Are they okay?" <laughs> yeah. You start to look into the distance, and you say. Just before you say, yes, my children are fine, why do you ask? You realise that the supervisor may have told them that you are sick or your kids have been sick when clearly they haven't. Right. And you say, oh, yes, the kids are very well. Thank you. They're all recovering. And Which is true, but it's... They weren't sick. The reason why you weren't there isn't because your kids were sick. The reason why you weren't there is because the boss prioritised you want another job. Right. And yeah. you've, you've got to be careful not to throw your boss under the bus. But at the same time, of yeah, you, you can't you can't lie for people, you know. Mm. It, it's it's a very it's a very fine line. I remember in that movie, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, when one of the animals gets caught, and they say, "Where did they go?" 
and it's like that Morgan, the, the wolf guy, and then whoever it was that was caught said they went north and the the children were directly above him in the tree. <laughs> and so, of course, the wolves all ran off and it was a, a beautiful moment where I highlighted to the kids, see, you don't lie. You don't need to lie about it. But, um, yeah. That's where so, mental reservations come in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 certainly being creative about where you've been <laughs> is certainly a skill right. that I've learned. Right. What about you, Trent? Any stories about um, where the Catholic faith has changed the way you would be a tradie and that's that's had an impact on other tradies? The honesty thing, I think, is, yeah, I'd have to agree. That seems to be a big deal. Um, there's a lot of pressure on people to, yeah, be there all the time and do the right thing and get everything done and the truth tends to get bent an right. awful lot. Okay. Surely it would be, if you were a tradie who had a reputation for being true to your word and that, that if you said you were going to show up, you did show up, surely that would be something would, I mean, I'm being naive here because you're both looking at me like I've grown another head. Would that enhance your reputation as a tradie? In some instances, I'd say it would, but only if that person had any inclination towards a Catholic faith. Right. Um, if they didn't, and I'm not saying There'd that... There'd be people who weren't Catholics who value honesty, though, surely. Uh, yeah, but I'm not saying that it's only Catholics that value honesty, but right. it's certainly in business, that, well, certainly the businesses that I've been involved in, I've had a few good Catholic bosses, but again, yeah, they're few and far between, but there's the, the vast majority is, I mean, I even had one guy, he he basically sacked me, I was a subby, but he basically sacked me, I'd given him six months notice that my wife was about to have a baby and she could have a baby at any time from this moment to this moment, because the last one was born three weeks early. Right. So when the next one actually came five weeks early, you know, don't worry about the stress on the parents or any of that, but I called up my supervisor on the Saturday at about six o'clock in the morning and said, look, my wife's gone into labour. I've really, I can't get this job done. Yep. Later on that day at about 11 o'clock, he called me and Catherine had had the baby and he told me how disappointed he was that I'd let him down right. because I had you. to <laughs> go and help my be the support person for my wife and help her have a baby. Right. Yeah, so I lost a job over that. Um. Wow. <laughs> so it sounds like you guys are, uh, uh, you're clearly not a majority in the, in the crowd, in the tradie crowd. Uh, we seem to be losing that trade. Like the blue collar workers aren't turning up at mass. In, would you say that's mm. a fair yep. a fair assessment? So let's talk about the importance of having Catholic mates then. If, you know, if it's a blokey, I mean, everyone wants to be blokey, but if there's already a kind of a blokey sort of camaraderie going there, how, how important it is to have Catholic men around you? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. What's what, what would you say is important about that? Why is it important? Well, I think we're made for that fraternity. We need that. We need that fraternity as men. Um, right. But I think having good Catholic mates to be able to to rely on when you really need them. Yeah, certainly. I'd have to agree with that. There's certain things that you can talk about with the guys at work. Just about everything. Just about your struggles. You know, every guy, every dad... <laughs> husband struggles, right? Yep. And you can certainly talk about it with the guys at work. And there's, like I said, there's not many Catholics at work. Uh, and you can talk about them, talk about the struggles of being, you know, married and having kids. And somewhere along the line, someone will sort of relate and you can have a genuine conversation. But your conversations with some people seem to be, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you should get rid of it, mate. Yeah, just, just leave, just you know. Leave, yeah, so certainly having Catholics The advice and, and support is shallow. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got to obviously pick your audience. You don't go up to a few guys at site who are, you know, mm. 
busy on their phones, you know, swiping or whatever it is that the young people do these days because they'll just say, don't worry about it. It's too much effort or it's too hard. Yeah, just leave, mate, just leave. So you get that advice Mm. a lot. So, yeah, certainly having good priests, good confessors, but good Catholic mates who are dads as well. Like a Catholic mate would be like, that'd, that'd be a dream, but to have guys who are, Catholics as well as dads and your kids are friendly, your kids know each other, but mm. it, it just makes things so much better that you can communicate to someone who has an idea about situation. your child. Yeah, yeah but mm. has an idea about your child. I'm struggling with this child or, or struggling with Catherine or Catherine's struggling with me with this or yeah. I'm being a real, you know, yeah, not a nice person here. <laughs> and, but the, yeah, the guys will tell you, oh, maybe you should, uh, you know, pick it up a bit here and you know, you lift your socks up here. Yep. So full disclosure to the listener, um, we, as I mentioned at the start of the show, we we have all hung out in a in a bunch of men who more or less get together for a, a meal and then a movie occasionally. We used to do a lot more until my youngest boy came along and I stopped organising them. And that was really valuable for all people. It wasn't, there was a couple of tradies there, but were people from all the different professions. What I valued from it was that you guys were there and other people were there from totally different things workplaces and totally different backgrounds it was a really good mix across the spectrum Mm. and and our faith was what brought us together but we didn't do much talking about our faith we just talked if i can say talk crap most of the time yeah yeah. but But that's like you say that's the importance of it because i find when i go out with someone who's when i say go out i might go to the football or, or go to the pub to watch a fight or something where you go with other blokes the talking crap that you do with them is very different yeah like like what you'd experience at work right just again in sense of the the crudeness of it or the the shallow advice or the lack of depth to the conversation or mm-hmm. yeah is that what you're trying to yeah just yeah. it's not well it's not family it's not, ba- it's not yeah. family based yeah. there's no commitment is a word that you just don't, don't hear yeah. right like commitment is well you know what like they'll, they'll joke about it i'm going to commit to eating Two Big Macs today. And I'm like, mate, you're a, you're a legend, seriously. Like, good on you. I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's it's just a struggle. And it's not that they don't have kids and that they don't have a missus, but it's just that what they want to talk about or what they struggle with, mate, it's... The conversation is very banal. It's... Yeah. People talking in banal language and be, having vacuous conversations isn't limited to tradies. You can go to universities and get the same thing. <laughs> you get, believe me, you can. You can go any building in, in, in the CBD here and you'll get the same kind of water cooler talk. Uh, it's reasonably rare to find people who have some sort of substance to their, their conversations and, and their advice too. Partially because we're a bit scared to commit ourselves to, to offering specific advice that's based on moral principles, but... Um, but mostly because people just aren't that interested in being deep in, in this sense anymore. We seem to be really crap at attracting tradies or at least being a place where tradies could feel at home in the church. Um, what is, can you give us some insights or perhaps a, your own reflection on that? Why is it that you think we wouldn't be attractive in that sense? It's attractive to me. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. Good stuff. It's, yeah, I don't, it's, it's very attractive to me. I don't. I, I don't understand, but look, it's not a it's not a coincidence that I'm a cradle Catholic. I don't think I'd get here if right. if I wasn't. 
brought up. Can I just throw a, a bit of a hand grenade into this and say... You're going to do it anyway. You, you guys and I... Seems to be the topic of the day. Yeah. Don't. Shouldn't have been traded. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many hand grenades <laughs> can you throw in one conversation? <laughs> you guys don't go to a parish that is your average suburban... Whoa. Wasn't expecting that hand grenade. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go into the details of the parish because we're not going to try to advertise anything particular, but I'm just saying... If you stepped into the parishes that we, I go to a different parish, but if we went into either one of ours, you wouldn't have, have any doubt you're in a Catholic church. Like it's okay, we're in Captain Catholic territory here, right? Would you feel the same attraction, or would tradies feel the same attraction to your average suburban parish where um, people are just trying to be nice and there's a kind of a the '70s band are going, and you know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, I'm setting Jeremy off now. <laughs> <laughs> you can be honest, Jeremy. We can edit it out if it's bad later. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I don't know. I, I I haven't been going to our church for all that long. Right. It's probably only been about seven years. So right. before that I was here yeah, just in, yeah, Captain Catholic Church. There's been a suggestion to me because my area is studying masculinity yep. in the Catholic Church, right? But I'm still very much like I've been in various things like counselling and very short story, but my, my counselling involved people with very serious problems, stopping them from being employed. Mm -hmm. And that usually meant jails, time, apprehended violence orders, um, drug things, problems, etc., like that. So I had truckies, prostitutes, um, criminals, hardcore people coming all the time. And they would talk about the suburban parishes as being, in their words, I can't actually repeat here, but their words were that basically that they were basically no guts in them. There was no substance. That they got there and there were a whole bunch of people talking about their feelings and they didn't feel like there was anything to be attracted to. And occasionally said, look, I went to the cathedral and that looked like a church. You know, if I was going to see God, yeah. I'd go and look in a place that looks like a church. Now, I don't know. I mean, you don't always find the best thing in the cathedral. I'm just saying that there's, there seems to be something that Sometimes the church presents itself, this is us, no apologies. Not rudely, just clear. And if someone comes looking for that, they'll find it. And I have seen some of them respect that. Um, they might not like it, but they go, yeah, you're doing your thing. Whereas if, if someone's trying to be super user-friendly and yeah. modern and all that sort of thing, it doesn't tend to appeal to people who are straight shooters. Yeah, I'd like, agree with Like that. your tradies. You'd agree with that? Yeah. Because they seem to be no-nonsense kind of guys. And yeah. so the kind of happy-clappy, fluffy-duffy, let's all hold hands and He's sing kumbaya. happy-clappy. Oh, mate. <laughs> look, Go on. Look, Peter threw the grenade. Like, I'm just... <laughs> you're just I take, no, it. you're not. I, I take <laughs> no responsibility for what happens now that Peter's done it, all right? It's all on him. That's it. So, <laughs> honestly, though, mm. um, because they are straight shooters, no-nonsense, yep. the sort of watered-down Catholicism is not appealing to people that are... Like that, yep. I don't think. You, you hear the truth from the pulpit. Right. Yep. Feelings don't come into it. I had a, I was at a, uh, another place uh, where someone was reacting to a kind of happy, clappy style of thing. And it wasn't about the worship style. He just literally said to me straight, and I think he was a straight shooter, and he just said, these guys are trying to make me have an emotion and I'll run from that. He just said it straight out. Yeah. Uh, okay, but I know you. You're an emotional person. He goes, yeah, but when I when it's my call, yes. If you're trying to make it about my emotions and you're trying to manipulate that, 
don't want to know. Just tell me what you're going to tell me and I'll decide whether to be emotional about it, all right? Yeah. It was an interesting exchange. Yeah. To your point and to the point of masculinity and these guys tend to be in general and they've got their faults and their flaws and they take things to a fault, but in general they're fairly straight and no-nonsense kind of guys. Mm. I think it's inherent in our nature that we are drawn to truth mm-hmm. and particularly people of that disposition that don't want to cop any nonsense from the world um, and tend to be relatively conservative in those kind of situations. I think a faith that is traditional and more virile and and has truths that are unashamedly promoted, right. I think that's more attractive. Hmm. Or even if they don't like it, at least they respect it. Even the if they don't like it. Yeah. 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 I, I watched one priest one day um, talk to about a, a room full of about 60 young kids. And they were about, well, they were young kids. They were young adults. And he spent about 20 minutes saying to them, just convincing them it was okay to disagree with him. And one of them eventually put their hand up and said, Father, we're fine disagreeing with you, all right? <laughs> just going to put it out there. But can you tell us what you think so that we can decide whether to disagree with you? <laughs> so we're just, what's going on there? So, um, yeah, straight shooting. What do you think would make a Catholic church, a particular Catholic parish, more open to or attractive to a tradie? I'd have to say families. Right. I'd have to say families because, I mean, that's that's my life. That's me. Right. I don't know about other tradies. To a young bloke, I would say truth and zero emotions in that I don't care about what you feel. Sorry. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I, it's it's basically, I suppose it's my sticking point. Um now, there's nothing against emotion. Like you, I've no, seen tradies get emotional, emotion. but it's just it's the the attempt to make it happen in a particular way or time or place. I just don't think that emotions should come into it in that regard. I, I when you're talking about. I mean, I I get it. There's faith and there's reason, mm-hmm. and you need to be able to think your way through stuff. But thinking your way through stuff doesn't mean if it you know, tugs at your heartstrings and you go, oh, yeah, I really, oh, I feel, I, I, got a, I got a flutter in my heart. Oh, that must mean it's right. That must mean it's true. Mm. You know, you just, you hear the truth, but you've got to be in tune to it. See, I suppose going back, we went, I took a few of the kids to hear a talk recently, and I know that he's not everybody's cup of tea, Tim Staples, and he's got these great one-liners that he keeps chucking out, <laughs> and he's American and he's accent is quite awkward and hard to listen to i get that too but he'll say things like sin makes you stupid and he's sort of got this Mm. his voice isn't the easiest to listen to as well but some of the things he says yep they're not always accurate but still some of the things he says is sin makes you stupid so if you've if you're in tune if you've got a heart that's full of grace if you've if you're receiving the sacraments You'll hear the truth and you'll know it. And you'll like it. And you will like it. You will be drawn to it. It's not going to be the easiest thing mm. for you to do in life, like Lent. Mm-hmm. It's not the easiest thing, but you just know that it is good for you and a little bit of sacrifice. Yep. It's it's the hard it's the hard yards and you're doing it for the for the good of your family, for the good of your wife, for the good of the kids, for the good of the church, for the good of your you know the world for the, well for the for the world you can keep it selfish and just keep it for your own family members you know who have mm. who have died and gone 
and and you're trying to get them to heaven. Yep. When people, here we go, another hand grenade. When people will say, "I know they're in heaven. I just know they're in heaven." <laughs> And you think, how can you know? What you, <laughs> can what, you know? What you're saying is that I, I want them to be there really of a course, lot. Which, of course. Which is legitimate. You live in hope. All right. I'm going to throw back the emotional thing at you because, you know, we've got to, got to start, throw it out. I was, and still am to some extent, extraordinarily angry with God about my son being born with, um, with a... Down syndrome and with lots of physical problems, like and he had to have operations and he still got problems. Right, I was pretty angry, very angry at the time, and still occasionally now. Right, that's a very strong emotion. Now, it would be, and I, that's also anger is also emotion I come across a lot with people who are straight shooters. Like you, you, they come, it comes at you hard. Like if someone's really hurt. Uh, especially the tradie friends I have, got a few others. They, I was they about tend. To say it's just us. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're angry people, Jeremy. You're yeah. the Catholic tradies, I know. <laughs> but it, it tends to come hard, right? But that's not disengaged from our faith. And I'm not contradicting your point. I'm just trying to add a slide thing to it. Where, it, but what I'm saying is my emotion doesn't provide the answers. So I might come to God and say, "What's what's the deal here?" And I'll get some answers and I have an emotional reaction to that, either anger or, or later peace, etc. The emotions are real and they're part of me and that's real too. And sometimes being open about emotions with people that they're okay and that stuff happens like that is okay. So long as we're not looking to those emotions to provide us with the answers, as if the emotions themselves are the answer. Is that fair to say? And yeah. So because, it, I mean, I get pretty emotional at the Eucharist because it's amazing <laughs> in terms of what's going on there yeah. but it's a re- an emotion in reaction to what is objectively true it's not the eucharist or it's not special because i feel so wonderful about it i feel so wonderful about it because it's amazing right is that yes absolutely cool. you put it you put my words yep eloquently i thought that was what you were trying to say <laughs> <laughs> no i totally agree now, with that coming totally from a tradie though that was probably an insult you, <laughs> you're so eloquent I, yeah <laughs> like i said before there's a lot of words. I don't know what they mean. And I just, <laughs> I just got to call it out. What Indeed. Does that mean again? <laughs> and yet, when I want something really grounded, where where this, I'm trying to say, am I really just losing the plot? I'm, you're one of the guys I'll come and talk to. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, t- in terms of wisdom, absolutely on the money. That's a good uh. thing. There you go. So, in terms of being attractive, shoot straight. Basically, shoot straight, and um, and probably we'd probably get more stuff built, wouldn't we? <laughs> if we had trades around electricians and things. That's probably as much as we've got time for today. Thanks, guys, for coming on. Um, thanks, all of you, for listening. That's it for this week's podcast. If today's discussion got you thinking or arguing with your podcast device, or if you're a tradie who has a dispute with these young gentlemen, um, feel free to let us know. You can subscribe to the podcast at thiscatholiclife.com.au. Tell us what you want us to discuss or... Tell us what you think we got wrong at info at thiscatholiclife.com.au or Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, or all the usual social media. Remember, this is a uniquely Australian Catholic podcast, and we think that's an idea worth getting behind. So tell your friends. Jeremy, it's time for a shout-out. Perhaps uh, we'll leave out those uh, sparkies. And, uh... Yeah, the sparkies and the plumbers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My shout-out's to my lovely wife, long-suffering. Long-suffering. For 20 years this year. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah thank you. Good, good. Trent. My wife also, and my young daughter. Right. Lovely. And uh, I think I will shout out to 
the tradies who've come to our house been slightly shocked at how many people are in the house and, <laughs> and still fix things. And I loved the fact that they asked the blunt questions, which everyone else seemed to want to ask, but they never did. And the, the tradies will ask you pretty blunt questions and you tend to have, or I tend to have, much more deep and honest questions and answers like great conversations with the uh, non-Christian tradies um, that I have with you know, other people who are supposedly good at talking about these things. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to This Catholic Life.